Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. He is back in Pennsylvania. I am in the state of South Dakota, and we are very excited to have you listening to us or watching us today. Today's current events Monday. So we have a ton of stuff to get to. And really, today's conversation is going to be centering around the concept of, uh, uh, let's just say, political uh, principles. But really, all of that gets played out pretty clearly in the Trump versus DeSantis debate that's happening right now. So stay tuned for all of that exciting also, back and forth. You could also say the savior mentality that we have. Savior, Yes which is a complete lack of political principle. Yes. And so all of that we'll be delving very deeply into today. And we're very excited to have you joining us for that conversation. We're changing things up. we got a slightly different format. It's going to be less of a Jacob talks and then I talk and then we're done sort of deal. Uh, no monologuing allowed today. It is purely a conversational uh, topic, almost like our discussion Fridays. Um, because there's so much to talk about in so many angles, we really didn't want to uh, turn this into uh, a usual monologue-ish current events episode, and we just couldn't wait for Friday to come around for us to discuss some of these things. So we're going to do it today instead and talk about current events from a biblical perspective. So there you go. Um, but, you know, if you'd like to watch some of our previous episodes and check out some of the other things that we've done on the show, we would highly encourage you to go to our website, which is trdshow.net. To do that, we've got a list of links to all the many platforms we're on, and on those platforms, you will find the rest of our content. So, of course, if you're brand new to the show, you're like, what do you mean all the content and different episode formats and what's happening and, oh my goodness, what's going on? So, uh, you're probably not that disgruntled or confused, so I just blew that way out of the water. But let's say you were, for instance, and you're brand new to the show, let me break it down for you in like 10 seconds. Mondays is current events from a biblical perspective. Wednesdays, we talk about principled literature we read a book once or twice well we usually read a book every one or two months on the show so no more than two <laughs> that's the rule basically and then fridays is our discussion topic friday so until, a topic of until the the time that we do three months of, of a book yeah except we haven't done that yet and we're avoiding no. that so Yes, we've made a conscious effort to not do that. So yes, <laughs> just depends on how um, but, long the book is. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or we'll put a pause on it, put a pin in it, yeah. come back to it later. Yeah. So yeah, I avoided saying circle back to that. Um, <laughs> on Friday, we have our discussion topic, and that can come from you as the audience asking a question or coming up with an idea, or it can be a series. We've done a series on the kingdom of God. We're, we are in the middle of a series on the Ten Commandments. We're also right now in the middle of a series where we've had a guest on for the past month, a guest on the show, talking about building Christian culture. And that's going to continue this Friday as well with campus preacher Keith Darrell joining us on the show. We are just so excited for that as well. So there you go. There's an overview of our show. I know. Woo. All right. You can also send us an email if you would like to have your topic or question featured in one of our Friday discussion topic Friday episodes. Send an email to trdshow at protonmail.com. We want to hear from you as our audience. So yeah, definitely do that. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Cool stuff. All right. So before we start talking about Trump versus DeSantis, before we get into how the Republican Party today has completely 
lost all of the principles they used to stand for before we get into that debate and make literally everybody mad at us for not completely supporting either Trump or DeSantis. We have to talk about our first of the week. So we're going to do that. And, and then we're going to make people mad. So here we go. Let's do this. So our verse, and it's actually two verses, keeping with our general theme, it's usually not just one verse. <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah, last week was a uh, bit of a blip on the radar. It's like, an oh outlier. my goodness, it's just one verse. Yeah, outlier. Yeah, an anomaly, if you will. Uh, this week, it's we're back to our normal two-week verse of the week things. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, our verse this week is Psalm 93, verses 1 through 2. And it says, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. And again, that's Psalm 93 verses 1 and 2. There is so much in the Bible that is devoted to talking about the kingly reign of Christ and the rule of God over the entire world, not just the Christian church and not just portions of our life that we kind of think it would be cool for God to be in charge of because it gives us the warm and fuzzies inside. God reigns over every aspect of our lives and reigns over every part of our society. When we don't recognize that, there are repercussions. And when we aren't um, cognizant and, and, and thankful for that fact. Romans 1 happens to us. And we talked about that last week on the show. So this is really important. And, and this is just one verse in a long string of verses we've brought, up, or we've brought up on this show over the past year and a half, talking about the kingship of Christ on this earth. Um, to take a slightly different perspective from usual, I actually wanted to pull in a quote from John, John Calvin. Um, and he kind of breaks this down, uh, I thought, in a, in a really nice way. So talking about this verse, John Calvin writes, In the power of God, there is exhibited to us matter of confidence. For our not investing God with the power which belongs to him, as we ought to do, and thus wickedly despoiling him of his authority, is the source of that fear and trembling which we very often experience, end quote. So, um this is really an interesting take on this. There's, there's, uh, uh, what John Calvin is saying here is that there's a, this should, this verse should give us confidence. This should give us the uh, gumption, if you will, to go out there and do what God has called us to do. This is a verse that um, should keep us from shrinking back into the shadows and being afraid to take action because, oh, we need to be strategic and, oh, I don't think that just one person against an entire system could do any good or, oh, I don't think a group of a hundred or more people could really do much against the society of several million who oppose us. That's not uh, what the Bible says at all. What the Bible tells us here is that they, our opposition, should be the ones shaking in their boots because the one that they're going against reigns over the world, he's robed in majesty. He has strength around his waist as a belt. Um, and Psalm 93 goes on to talk about his might being like the powerful waves of the ocean that produce tsunamis and hurricanes. This is a God who's created the entire universe and sustains it. 
It's the reason we take every breath we take every second of the day. It's the God of wisdom and justice and truth and all mercy. That's the God who is in control today. And that's the God we serve. And so the next time we think, oh, just me living my life differently and calling others to do the same, or just me choosing not to vote for the lesser of two evils couldn't possibly change things. We need to read this verse and remind ourselves that we don't act strategically for ourselves. We act on behalf of the king of the universe. And so the least we could do is restrain ourselves from voting for an evil man just because it would have been strategic. And we yeah. need to remember that. Um, All right. Something and with to... that, I'm going to open it up. Take, take it away, Jake. <laughs> well, no, something to go along with this uh, verse. Yeah. Uh, something that I was thinking about is not only is it that we have all this strength on our side, uh, like Boos and I have said a bunch of times, uh, we have a nuclear bomb. The word of God is a yeah. nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yep. But what does the enemy have? They have pitchforks. Hmm. They don't yes. have anything on their side. Exactly. Um, there's another verse in Proverbs, and it says the wicked are like chaff. They mm -hmm. are little grains of pig food. That is what they are. Um, <laughs> that imagery is important, I think, because it shows us they will float away in the wind. Mm. But we are strong. Yeah. We have a nuclear bomb on our side. And, and this shows that, that this God that has this strength, that we have that on our side. Christ is on our side. If we, if we believe in Christ and we put our faith in Christ, then he will be on our side. On well, And really, it's, it's us on his side, but because of how strong he is, you know, this is what allows us to win, really, yeah. is, what I'm, is what I'm getting at. And so yes. just... If we're fighting a is... battle. Right, exactly, yeah. And Bruce put it more eloquently and in, in, a, in a more concise way than I did. But uh, yes, exactly. But, you know, moving on, I wanted to start out this conversation talking about um, Trump and just giving a, a few, like, points that will help us uh, in our discussion so people aren't lost to where we bring up a bit of information and they're like, wait, what? What is that? So That's a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, for those that don't know, Trump has announced... Uh, and this is the article. This is the uh, article title. Trump announces 2024 presidential bid. So he's running for uh, president in 2024. Yeah. Well, Trump, our once decent president, is running again. <laughs> and you can probably tell how from how excited I am that this is great and amazing news. Just thrilled. Um, <laughs> so, and that what... But what does this mean? This means that Trump might have to run against DeSantis for the Republican nominee. Uh, I don't oh, know boy. for sure, Bruce, if DeSantis has said he's going to run. Do you know he that hasn't. or not? Okay. No. But hasn't. and that's why I say he might. He might be running against right. DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, Purely hypothetical at this point. Right. Yeah. But, and of course, in typical Trump fashion... And being a man, as a as a man child as he is, 
uh, he has to beat the competition on a personal level instead of creating a decent argument as to why <laughs> he should be the Republican nominee. Uh, yes. But something I think is even deeper is that I think Trump knows that everyone is starting to, just barely, just barely starting to wake from their savior-esque mentality of Trump. And they're mm. starting to put their faith into DeSantis. And and this is this is why he's attacking DeSantis, as Bruce will, will bring up in his article that he wants to share. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really good point. And, you know, the... The, the article I wanted to bring up, actually, the headline is Ron DeSantis fires back at Trump, who attacked the Florida governor after the election. And then DeSantis, his quote is, go check out the scoreboard. Um, and so my notes uh, I wrote down. And so we shall. Let's let's check out the scoreboard. Um, some, some of the facts kind of in this article. Um, this this was made, this statement by Ron DeSantis was made a day before Trump made his announcement. So we're stepping back in time just a smidge. But um, this is kind of like DeSantis's response to Trump a bottle. Digging, digging at him. Yeah, yeah. There were some, some quotes I'm going to get to in a second from Trump just attacking DeSantis, like Jacob was just saying, um, preemptively. Um, because that's kind of what he does. He needs to maintain his egotistical flair. So um, a quote from DeSantis, DeSantis said, one of the things I've learned in this job is when you're, um, when you're doing, when you're leading, uh, when you're getting things done, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it, end quote. So yeah, I, yeah, you do, you do kind of no matter what you do, somebody's not going to be happy about it. But the question is, what is it that you're actually getting done? And that's the conversation I want to have with Jacob and all of you as well. Leave us a comment or send us an email. Um, what is it that needs to get done from his perspective? And we'll open up that conversation in a second. What's but, the end goal? What's the, what's the, uh, yeah. What, what is, what he is going this for? overarching agenda and where are you deriving these ideas from? Right. Is it just right. mere opinion? If if so, where did you get those opinions and how do you know that they're valid? And if it's just what the people want, quote unquote, what the people want, then that's horrific and I want no part of that. Um, so, so uh, but I'll keep going. We'll get to that discussion in a minute. <clears throat> um, another quote is, uh, and this is right from the article. The criticism, DeSantis explained, is just noise. Instead, DeSantis says he's focusing on leading, standing up for folks, and delivering results. Which, again, gives me I it gives me pause. My question, yeah, it's very ambiguous. And I'm just yeah. like, what is it that you're standing up for, and what results are you delivering? This is a tad confusing. Um, he also said, quote, we focused on results. There it is again and leadership. And, you know, at the end of the day, I would just tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night, end quote. So that was the full quote that that headline was derived from. Um, so anyways, in a second, we'll open up that conversation because I want to have it. But I do want to throw in those Trump quotes so that you know kind of what DeSantis was responding to. Trump said, I know more about him than anybody other than perhaps his wife, who is really running his campaign. It's like, dude, what? What the heck was that? 
on top of him calling him uh, Ron, uh, what was the little nickname thing that he oh, came up with? He comes up with all these different he nicknames. Does. It's hard to keep even... track of them all. I know. I, I don't even remember. It'll come back and to And really, like, later. okay, if you want to talk about being a president and actually having to debate on a quite formal level, that is very informal logic and... It's a wee bit childish. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's actually, I think, it's a logical fallacy well, to be doing stuff like that. And, and and then he threatens him. Like, yeah. this is this next quote is a bit of a threat. He said, I think if he runs, he could hurt himself very badly. I think he would be making a mistake. And it's like, oh, what does that mean, buddy? Where are you yeah. going with that? Um, yeah. So, yeah. And there's so much more that can be said about Trump and his ego. And Jake, I'm going to pass it back over to you just to kind of go down that road of why Trump is not great, which I think we all get why he's not a great candidate. Let's right. just reinforce that. Keep it going. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, he's very just like all about himself, like you're saying about the ego. Um, but my article that I'm bringing up is specifically about Carrie Lake. Now, by the way, for those who don't know who Carrie Lake is, Carrie Lake is a gubernatorial candidate, uh, which means she's running for governor. For those that don't know what a gubernatorial candidate is, she was running for governor. Um, But the headline states, Carrie Lake responds to speculation she may drop Trump after midterms. Uh, She was given an out. She was given a moment to say, yes, I'm going to do it. And then... and really, you know, she not only pushes this aside and says she responded in a Twitter post. So going back for a second, the left media came out with an article talking about how if she continues down the road of staying with Trump, that it will hurt her campaign. And so she should after the midterms, drop Trump and go on her own. And she responded to the article in a Twitter post saying, never. <laughs> yes. Um, but, again, she's been more... It is liberal media, so it's like, yeah, well... Yeah, and yeah you kind of really have to like, provide a front or a unified yeah. front, you know, but also, come on. It speaks to the fact that the Republican Party is the party of no. And really, building that out, what that actually means is, they're a party of saying no to whatever the Democrats say. It doesn't matter what the Democrats say, just choose the opposite. Right. Yeah. And so, which is not right, truth is truth, and we have to speak truth. Yes. Um, There's only one objective truth. But yes. Um, well, and now. here, this is a this is a great point. I don't want to overwrite what you're just about to say. So continue if you'd like to do that after I mention this. But the, I think this that's a great spot. You teed up the conversation for what does the Republican Party actually stand for? Like, right. I think this is a conversation we need to really, really start having now. I mean, we've needed to have this conversation for a long time. Now it's literally unavoidable if the only two yeah. options are Trump and DeSantis. 
what do we actually stand for? What yeah. is this hypothetical Republican conservative? What are these principles that these people are holding to and why? Because if it's just purely um, human intuition or we're just conserving things that work historically. Right. It's like that. Yep. Exactly. Pragmatism. That's a scary place to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, in building out this conversation of truth and really what the Republican Party stands for, let me quickly state, let's show you where we cannot find truth. Um, now, it is all well and good to say no to the current embodiment of evil, which is the Democratic Party, but in this situation, I disagree with what Carrie Lake, the decision Carrie Lake made. Yeah. Trump is an egotistical child who does not care about truth, but only cares that people sees him, see him as truth. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Truth cannot be found. Uh, Trump is not what defines truth. Yeah. Truth is in God's word. It is God's truth. Um, and giving it back to you, Bruce, to talk about the Republican Party, but that we cannot find yeah. truth in Trump. Yeah. So what does the exactly. Republican Party say about that? Yeah. So I'll slowly, this is still on brand, on topic, on brand with the Republican Party, if you will. Um, but I'll shift it just slightly, shift the conversation. Um, because I, lest you think we are just purely uh, contrarians about literally everything the Republican Party does. We aren't just contrarians, which means we're not just people who are just like, eh, whatever everybody else thinks, we're going against it. Like, right. you know, like, or whatever the Democrats think we're against it, whatever the Republicans think we're against it. We're, we don't fit into either of those camps. Just like Jacob was saying, we're not pragmatists, but we also aren't party people. Yeah. We believe in truth. And right. so we have to admit. DeSantis has done some pretty good stuff. Trump has as well, but for the purpose of this conversation, I'm going to focus a little bit more on DeSantis because I think we all know that out of the two, if we're just looking at them, DeSantis is obviously the better candidate. But let's further discuss that a little bit. So everybody knows about the lockdowns. Everybody knows that DeSantis was one of the few governors who actually stood up and said, hey, uh, for I think it was a month or two months, he actually did cave. But then he apologized, turned around and said, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to force masks. Yeah. We're opening up. And this was in a time when everybody else, including Trump, was encouraging, hey, masking or requiring it. Um, my governor, Governor Nome, Christy Nome here in South Dakota, pretended like from the very beginning she didn't want to shut down people and lock them in their homes and force them to wear face diapers and all that jazz. But that's actually not true. It was her legislature that fought her. Because she wanted originally to force people to do that. So her legislature fought her and then she took all the credit for it. Anyways, but DeSantis also did something else that I thought was interesting. This is just something on his list that I found very interesting. And I don't think many people know about. Um, April of this year, 2022, um, headline is DeSantis signs No Patient Left, Left Alone Act. No patient left alone act. So that was interesting. Um, DeSantis, this is a direct quote from the article. DeSantis signed SB 988, the No Patient Left Alone Act, on April 6th, guaranteeing Floridians the fundamental right of 
in-person visits with family members and other loved ones in healthcare facilities, even during a crisis. So that's fascinating. And that is like, okay, cool. So you're not allowing people to uh, lock other people in essentially a prison and not allow their family members to visit them. That's kind of neat. I don't know about that. That kind of adds to his resume, if you will. But, 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 lest you think we are all in on the DeSantis train, <laughs> we do also have to provide the other side and say not everything he's done is fantastic. So another headline reads, DeSantis promises $800 million in teacher pay raises, boosting minimum salary to $47,000 a year. Wow. $800 million. Apparently, the minimum yearly wage for government teachers in Florida is 40000 So he's raising it by 7000 Also, remember, this is the same guy who during COVID was all up in arms because, let's face it, his constituents were as well. The people he represents were all up in arms about the school's shutdown and wanted to send their children back to government indoctrination camps during the day and throughout the whole week so that they could be indoctrinated into secular humanism. They were all for, hey, open the schools, rah, 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 get the kids back into indoctrination. I mean, education, get them back in there, y'all. And he was all for that because that's what the people wanted. And like we've established, he doesn't really have solid principles except for the people and these vague, ambiguous conservative values, whatever the heck that means. Um, tax money is seemingly pouring into the state since, according to the article, they just passed a record-breaking $112.1 billion, billion with a B, state budget proposal that indicates a, uh, that includes a pay raise for state workers, uh, rewards for school districts that didn't impose mask mandates, and one-month gas task tax suspension. So, goodness, that's a lot of money, which is also kind of concerning in and of itself. Anyways, so I'll wrap up with a final detail and then I'll pass it back to Jake. Sorry, Jake, I feel like I'm starting to monologue a bit. Old habits die hard. Um, a fifth grade teacher who's also an army veteran, so obligatory, we don't support that. And that's just, you know, like further evidence that the government schools are just messed up. Um, so this army veteran, fifth grade teacher lady said, we should be respected and should be paid at the level that represents the values, the morals, and the character of who we are in the United States of America. And this is Barrow. Um, thanking DeSantis for the increase in pay. She also said, we are the youth pastors. We are the mental health clinicians in the classrooms, end quote. So she's literally laying it all out there on the table. They've been doing this for two years now, flat out saying, we are indoctrinating your children, bright neon lights, red flags, the most clear, obvious statements possible. And yet still, Christians are sending their children to these places. It makes no sense. Anyways, we have, we can and have ranted on this subject for hours, but I'll stop there. Anything and I mean, you'd like to add, Jake? Just one quick thing, because I know you have one last thing that you want to get to. Um, but, again, talking about this also shows the mentality of the Republican Party is a party of no. And, like I said before, that is not just no, it is, it is 
we do everything the opposite of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Which in and of itself is not a good idea. Because yeah. truth is truth, no matter who it comes from. Yep. Because truth comes from God, and if the, if the Democrats start speaking truth, we will stand with them. If they stop speaking truth, we will not. Yeah. Um, but you look at this situation where when Trump was president, he elected a, um, what was it, a school board official or someone of the, the Department of Education, the person in right. charge of the Department of Education, and yep. her whole shtick <clears throat> was to get, to basically defund public schools, um, which was amazing. But when all these lockdowns happened, sort of because of the Democrats, and the schools were shut down, everybody in the Republican Party got all up in arms to reopen the public schools because it went against the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though the best thing that we could have done to save our nation was to get rid of those schools, to yep. defund them, to stay yeah. out of them, and exactly. say, hey, no more money for you. Yep, yep. Yeah, precisely. Um, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this. And it's actually one kind of one last angle to consider. It really contributes to the whole this whole debate Jacob and I have been pointing out um, throughout the course of this episode. Um, the headline is Glenn Beck cautions conservatives against Trump DeSantis divide. And his quote is, don't give them what they want. So a quote from the article says, Glenn Beck cautioned conservatives not to engage in the post-midterm debate between Trump and DeSantis, saying instead that we are blessed to have both men fighting on the side of freedom. So that's interesting. But I think this really shows us the state of the Republican mentality. Another quote from him says, let's celebrate that we have two of them and let the system work it out. We cannot separate ourselves from one another. If Donald Trump wins the nomination, I am all in. If Ron DeSantis wins the nomination, I am all in. End quote. They just want to win. Republican conservatives just want to win. That's their thing. We just want, we want victory. We just want to win. We want one of our guys up there. Um, they've been compromising for so long that they don't know what it means to have real standards anymore. And this, this is why we lose because we settle for anyone who can win. What does winning yeah. actually mean anymore? We don't know. Glenn Beck here yeah. really doesn't know. People who don't have uh, the Bible as their foundation have no idea what it actually means to win because they don't know what the goal is and they can compromise all along the way to get where we don't know. Because we're Republican conservatives and we apparently don't have any standards. So, yeah, uh, that's exciting. It, um, a, a quote by um, Martin Luther is, peace if possible, truth at all costs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There is quote. peace with people, but you want truth no matter what. Yes. And as Bruce and I have been saying this entire time, truth only comes from one place. Truth can only only be found in one place, and that is the word of God, and that's mm. God's word. And Amen. so, when Trump or when Ron DeSantis 
speaks from the word of God and uses scripture and speaks yeah. truth according to the word of God, then we will stand with them. We will support them. But until yep. then, no. We do yep. not sit in the seat of scoffers. Boom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, we are going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, check out the website, trdshow.net. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. And leave us a comment if you agreed or disagreed with us. Thanks again so much for tuning in. And we will catch you on Wednesday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>